0: Look along with us. We'll be in the Gospel of John, chapter number 11. St. John's Gospel, chapter number 11. I probably won't uh, keep you very long tonight. I don't think I will anyway. But uh, the Lord brought this scripture to my heart, very familiar record in the Word of God. And uh, I'm going to read several verses. We'll try to read through them as quickly as we can. And to not weary you with standing, but uh, I want to read them and then try to focus in on one particular verse as the Lord would help us tonight and to trust that He will help us together. John chapter 11, when you found your place, if you're able and willing to do so, we'll stand together out of reverence and honor to the reading of the Word of God. I'll begin reading in verse number 1, Now a certain man was sick, named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment, wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. When he had heard therefore that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. Then after that saith he to his disciples, let us go into Judea again. His disciples say unto him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee, and goest thou thither again. Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. These things said he, and after that he saith unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go, that I may awake him out of sleep. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. Howbeit, Jesus spake of his death. But they thought that he had spoken of taking of rest in sleep. Then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, to the intent you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. Then said Thomas, which is called Didymus, unto his fellow disciples, let us also go, that we may die with him. Then when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already. Now Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem about fifteen furlongs, and many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary sat still in the house." Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou would ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus saith unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me. Though he were dead, yet shall he live. Whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? She saith unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. When she had so said, she went her way and called Mary her sister secretly, saying, The Master is come and calleth for thee. soon as she heard that, she arose quickly, came unto him. Now Jesus was not yet come into the town, but was in the place where Martha met him. The Jews then, which were with her in the house, and comforted her when they saw Mary, that she rose up hastily, and went out, followed her, saying, She goeth unto the grave to weep there. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was, and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, the Jews also weeping which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he said, Where have you laid him? They said unto him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Then said the Jews, Behold how he loved him. Some of them said, Could not this man, which opened the eyes of the blind, have caused that even this man should not have died? Jesus therefore again, groaning in himself, cometh to the grave. It was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. Jesus said, Take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Jesus saith unto her, Said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me, and I knew that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. When he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. He that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, And his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus saith unto them, Loose him and let him go. Then many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did believed on him. But some of them went their way to the Pharisees and told them what things Jesus had done. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. I realized tonight that I read a pretty lengthy portion of Scripture, 46 verses, in your hearing. But I wanted to read them, felt compelled to read them, to kind of set the tone for what's going on here. Now all of us know the story that I read into your hearing. We're all pretty familiar with Lazarus and the work that Jesus did on this day in raising him from the dead. But there are a lot of details, I think, that oftentimes that we overlook or don't think about in the passage of scripture, like this one, that we know the main thrust, I guess you will, of the story so well. But a lot of other things and details are oftentimes not remembered or overlooked or left out, and it's good for us to read it in its entirety again. That our minds might be refreshed and renewed and we might be brought into remembrance of some of the things that we may not have previously remembered. I began to read this scripture and the Lord began to deal with my heart and I'm not going to keep you very long tonight, but I thought about here as that this story is unfolding and the Lord gets word from Martha that Lazarus is sick and he tarries and we... All know that part of the story. And then four days later he comes and Martha runs out to meet him but Mary abides in the house. Now there's a lot of debate about why that Martha goes and why Mary stays. Some say, and in reading the scripture, Martha is always real open and real forward in her conversation. You never have to, and I'm not saying that critically about her but you never really have to wonder about where Martha stands. She's going to tell you how she feels and what's going on on the inside. A lot of people are that way. They are really quick to run to God, really quick to bear their burden, bear their heart. I don't think she said this in anger. I don't think she said it in arrogance or in a hateful spirit. I think brokenheartedly, desiring it was her that had sent for him to come. And I don't think it's any coincidence that it's her that responds to him coming down the road before Mary does. And she runs out to meet him, falls at his feet, and says, if you'd been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Now I say that I don't think Martha said it in arrogance or in anger because even though Mary abides in the house, when she does come to the Lord, she makes the same exact statement that Martha makes. And so some have said because of their personalities that Martha goes to meet him and Mary stays in the house. Maybe that's so. I think a lot of times our personalities or the way that we're wired or geared in our flesh and our on makeup oftentimes hinder us from getting the help that we need from God. Sometimes our own, and we know it's true, we might as well say amen or me while the other, our flesh stands in the way of us getting help from God. Uh, it could be that Martha uh, was so touched That he did finally come uh, Maybe Mary has some resentment We don't know uh, that. There's no evidence given Whatsoever about why Martha goes And why Mary stays uh, But the reality is we're all different And we all respond to different things uh, uh, Martha goes Mary stays uh, But thank God there's help to be had For both of them in the story And so tonight I may be preaching to folks that when problems arise in your life, you're one of the first ones to run to God. Thank God if you're made up that way. Others I may be preaching to tonight, you are the ones like Mary who abide in the house to wait, to try to fix it on your own, to try to process everything that's going on. I'm not preaching at you or bashing you tonight. Thank God I'm telling you, there's help for you too when the Lord passes by. The Bible says that Mary comes, falls down Martha comes, falls down at his feet, has this conversation. Then the Bible said when their conversation's done, in verse twenty eight, this is where my heart is tonight. The Bible said when she had so said, she went her way and called Mary her sister secretly, saying The Master is come and calleth for thee. Now, she sends to Jesus, it appears to me, as a friend when Lazarus is sick. She addresses him when he's in another town. They send and tell them, whoever the messengers are, to tell Jesus that it's he whom thou lovest that is sick. Your friend is sick and we want you not only as the son of God, they believed him to be so, but they said we want you as our friend to come where we are. Thank God he is a friend. We sung tonight the dearest friend I ever had. Uh, And thank God for the friendship that we have in Christ. Uh, But I'm glad tonight that he holds... All titles and all roles in our life. And Martha has uh, said, Will you come as our friend? And seeing coming as a friend, uh, she thinks he'll come on her terms and in her time, but he doesn't come on her terms. He doesn't come on her time. And she struggles with how to understand this. She struggles with how to process this. You can see that in her address to him, saying, We know you have power, we know you're the Son of God. God and we know if you had been here he never would have died in other words he's saying I sent for you as my friend and I thought you would come as my friend as soon as I sent for you and I'm not preaching and please don't misunderstand me and go away saying the preacher said we can't never talk to God like he's our friend Abraham did and thank God we can but we must understand that he's not just our friend in the fact that he doesn't always operate like we think he ought to and when and how but thank God when it's all said and done and this conversation Martha said we sit for you as our friend and we know if you'd have been here as the son of God he wouldn't have died and Jesus said your brother will live again she said oh I know he will in the resurrection at the last day Jesus said, no, you're not understanding. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth on me, though he were dead, yet he shall live. And then he turns to her after revealing, and we're going to get back on that subject we were on this morning. Thank God when he reveals himself unto us. He revealed unto her who he was. And he asked her, believe us, Thou this. And she said, Oh, yeah, I believe. And it was after this experience, after this revelation, that no longer is he just. He never stopped being her friend. Uh, but now his relationship with her has taken another step, and it saw in this. I'm about done tonight But she sins to marry her sister uh, Who she has a relationship with They are family And she doesn't say Jesus has come She doesn't say our friend has come She says the master Capital M is come And he's calling for you In other words she said The one that can fix all our problems Has come the one who, though we didn't understand why he didn't come in our terms and on our time, he's come now and it doesn't matter if it's when we thought or how we thought or where we thought, the Master's here and he's alone in to help us. See before if Jesus had come and he testifies this to the disciples if Jesus had come in Mary and Martha's time and healed Lazarus all he would have done would have been help Lazarus. But now he's come in his time not as their friend, though He is their friend, but He has come as the Master, the One who knows best, the One who's in control, the One who can do all things. And now He knows that not only is He going to help Lazarus, but He's going to help Mary and Martha and all His disciples. And not only them, but many of the Jews which saw it went away and believed. And so He knew from the foundation of the world that He would need to tear these things days and as the master he came and he did way more as the master than he ever would have done if he had just come as their friend and so I want to tell you tonight instead of getting and I I want to tell us tonight maybe I should say that and preach to me too instead of getting all bent out of shape when he doesn't do it how we think instead of getting all wadded up when he doesn't come when we think or move when we say move or answer prayer when we think he ought to but may we rest in him and trust in him and know thank God he is our friend he is our God he is our father he is our God but thank God at the end he's the master and he knows all about it and how to do it and he does all things well all things well the master knows I thought about as Martha called Mary and I'm done tonight I didn't have a whole lot but I felt like I had what the Lord wanted as Martha comes she says the master's come I think, and I said this morning, and I'm just trying to follow the leadership of the Lord. I said a couple times this morning. I'm going to say it again tonight. If you're writing your Bible, you might ought to underline the word "master," and I I think you might ought to underline the capital M twice at the beginning to let you know he's not just any master; he's the master. And it doesn't matter what your problem is; he's the master. The word master, not only does it mean the one who is above all, but it means literally the one who possesses control. And what they were saying is not just that he controls us, and thank God he does, but what Martha was testifying to Mary is he's got the situation in control. What she's saying is Mary the master of death has come where we are and he has death in control and he said that Lazarus would live again maybe the conversation it's not recorded in the scripture maybe the conversation maybe Martha rehearsed it all and she said I told him that we knew about that resurrection at the last day but man he's not talking just about the last day he's the master of death right now and he said Lazarus could live again And so he's the master of death Them disciples on board the ship, when he's asleep in the hinder part, and the storm comes, and they go running to wake him, and said, "Master, carest thou not that we perish?" Oh, they knew he was in control of them. He knew that he. They knew he had already commanded them how to get on board the ship. They had gotten on board in obedience to their master's command. But up till then, he was just their master. And it's wonderful tonight to know He's our Master. But it's even more wonderful to know He's in control of all things and the Bible said he arose and he rebuked the wind and the sea and they ceased from their raging and there was a great calm and the Bible said they marveled and said what manner of man is this that even the wind and sea obey his voice in other words they got on board the boat as he was their master but they soon found out he's the master of the sea and the master of the wind and the master of the waves and the master of the storm I'm telling you I believe. God tonight and that he is the master of everything that will ever come in our lives he's the master when he don't do it like we ought to thank God he's the master when he don't do it when we think he ought to thank God he's the master and over and over and over and over and over and over again, He's the Master. I'm going to tell you tonight, and I felt like the Lord strongly impressed me today while I was studying on this to say this while I was preaching and I'm done. It may be tonight that it's not death and it's not a storm. It's not the winds and the waves. It may be that you're struggling with doubt and I'm going to tell you tonight, he's the master of that too. Old Thomas, we read him here in this scripture. That's one of them details we don't think about. Old Thomas said, Let's just go. Now, the Lord said, We're going to Judea where Lazarus is. And we all know that the religious crowd had been stirred up and had wanted to kill him, had sent to kill him. His disciples say, I don't understand why you're going back there. They saw of late to stone thee. He said, I'm going. For Lazarus' sake and your sake, I'm going. And old Thomas, and we can be hard on him if we want to, but we're just like him a lot of times. Old Thomas said, well, let's just go, and we'll die with him. In other words, Thomas said, we're going to go, and they're going to stone him and stone every one of us too. Sounds like me a lot of times. And if you'll be honest, it probably sounds like you. Yeah. I thought about him in another portion of Scripture. The Bible said they come back, and they said, Thomas, He's alive. Thomas said, I won't believe. Until I put my finger in the nail prints, thrust my hand in his side, I won't believe. Now, Thomas had been one of them on board the ship with him. Thomas had believed him to be his master. Thomas believed him to be the master of the sea and the master of the wind, the master of the waves. Thomas believed him to be the Christ, the Son of the living God. But Thomas, because of all his circumstances, Thomas was full of doubt. And Thomas couldn't master it. And you can't master your doubt, but I know somebody who can. And the Bible said, the next day they were assembled together, the doors being shut, and he appeared in the room. And John 20, 27, I think it is, the Bible said he turned to Thomas. He didn't address all that were in the crowd. He didn't even, if if you'll have it tonight... According to Scripture, he didn't come that second time to reinforce all the ones he had already come for. He'd come just for Thomas. Have you ever had him come to you just for you? Have you ever had him pass by the house of God just for you? Have you ever had him pass by your house in your bedroom, driving down the road, wherever you are, and you knew it was just for you? That's what Thomas realized. Thomas never, there's never in the Scripture any record where Thomas ever put his finger in his hands or thrust his hand in his side. He said that's what it'll take. But he didn't know the Master. Not in that capacity. And he appeared to Thomas. And he turned to Thomas and directed exactly at Thomas. He said, Reach forth thy hands and handle me, Thomas. Put your fingers to... And the Bible said he fell down and he cried, My Lord... And my God, don't say He ever had. He didn't have to have all that when the Master came on the scene. And I'm going to tell you tonight, you may be struggling with doubt in your mind about if God will, if God can, when God will. I don't know what you're struggling with, but I know the Lord impressed heavy upon me to tell you He's the master of your doubt. You may say, it'll take this, or it'll take that. I'm glad I serve a God that can step in the room where you are and He can fix all them doubts because He's the Master. Martha said, and that's what stirred my heart toward this Scripture as the Lord is speaking in my heart. Martha said, the Master has come and calleth for thee. And I'm going to tell you tonight, if whatever situation you find yourself, whatever you're dealing with, the Master's come and He's calling for you. He wants to help you in your storm, in your struggle, whatever you're facing, in your doubt, in your disappointment, in your discouragement, in your depression. Wherever you are, He wants to help you tonight. And He can help you because He's the Master. He's the Master. One writer said, They call upon the One whom the winds and waves control. When He reaches out His hand, Bill has ceased at His command." winds and waves obey His will when He says to them, Be still. What man is this they all did say whom the winds and seas obey. He's the one who sails with me. He's the master of the sea. And I'm telling you, He is. Thank God He's on board with me and I'm on board with Him. And it's all going to be alright because we have a master who's in control. Father, I thank You tonight, Lord, for the privilege to be in the house of God. I thank you, Lord, for the Word of God.